Blog Talk Radio. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Ah, yes. Welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for Saturday, June 6, 2009. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Brother Blondie. Coming at you live from Columbus, Ohio, with fresh news every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the place to be, to get heard, and to hear what's going on right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. Have you been falsely accused by an accuser and went to court and got victimized by the court system? Do you think the court system protects false accusers and victimize the innocent because they prove the accuser of being a lie? We will have a great guest that is coming later on, perhaps next week some point. His name is Walter D. Smith, who will be from Power 107.5 Street Soldiers. He will be here with us to discuss issues on court system and, and victimization. We want to share our news with you, and we hope you will join in in this discussion. Use the call-in number 347-884-8684 and share your comments and your views on subjects that bring awareness, no matter where you are. Your community is important, and so are the rights of the people. Stand up, speak up, and speak out. It's your right to have justice where justice is denied. Victims that's being lied to, lied on, have the right to stand. Contact us by email at wclarity at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com or brotherblondie at hotmail.com. We will be right back. You are a real fine lady. 
Right, all right. We are back on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. Right here, where you're going to hear everything live, coming real from Columbus, Ohio. We have a public announcement to make about Stop Bad Cops. It's from the Community Leadership Council for Justice, right here in Columbus, Ohio, supported by the NAACP. And there has been a public hearing on it, okay? And they done had their cookout fundraiser yesterday, and today they had a anniversary for Edward Hayes on memorial for his memorial. He was killed by Columbus police here on June 6, 2008. So one year anniversary to the family that lost their loved one, Edward Hayes, by a killing from a police officer. Now they're going to be doing on Monday a peaceful protest, and it's going to be assembled at 3 o'clock. And they're going to march at 4, leaving from Mount Vernon Avenue and 17th to City Hall. So all those that are important, all want to be a part of that, come and be a part of it. It's going to be Monday, June 8th, and it's going to be assembled at 3 p.m., and they're going to assemble at Mount Vernon and 17th, and it's going to be a march starting at 4 to City Hall. So they're going to reach City Hall by 5 o'clock. So all those that are interested in coming, that's where it's going to be, the peaceful protest march. Now, before we get started, I want to give a shout-out to Sheila Sager Frazier, the Tatum and the Spells family who lost their daughter, Alexis Victoria Sager, in Birmingham, Alabama, on May 23, 2009. We give our condolences to the Sager family with prayers and much love. God bless you, Sheila. And now for the news and for the backup here, one and only co-host Brother Blondie. What we got going on? And tell us what kind of music was playing there. Well, you know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, in order to kick off Black Music Month, you know, June is Black Music Month. All right, now. You just heard a classic from the Ohio Players. And in our music breaks, it's all Ohio players Saturday night on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. Hey. That was skin tight, you just heard. Skin Remember tight. That? Uh, <laughs> gee, uh, I was only six years old when that album was out. And the thing I remember was uh, my mom spanking me because I was looking too hard at that album cover. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was skin right, tight yeah. for real. Oh, uh-huh. my Anybody goodness. never remember the Ohio album cover. Well, she was in Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and to uh, kick off uh, uh, Black Music Month, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, we got a tragic story of a blues legend who uh, passed away this week. She died from cancer. 
Her name is legendary Coco Taylor, known as the Queen of the Blues. She died Wednesday in Chicago after complications resulting from surgery for gastronomial bleeding. She was 80 years old. More than a more than a 50-year career, the Grammy Award-winning artist sang with such greats like B.B. King and Muddy Waters and Buddy Guy. She started off in the early 60s on the Chicago South Side, as with a little help from Willie Dixon, uh, she became uh, a hit star with her biggest hit, Wang Dang Doodle, back in All 1966. Right. And much love and much respect, Coco. Yeah. Taylor. You will be missed. To you. Yes. yes. Now, to kick off with the news that involves on what we're talking about this evening on judicial fraud, Lardy, Miss Clardy, okay. we got a cop killed in Harlem by a fellow police officer. An mm. mm. off-duty New York policeman is dead after he was shot to death by a fellow cop who reportedly mistook him for a gun-welding criminal. Omar J. Edwards of Brooklyn was chasing a man on East Harlem's 125th Street late Thursday when three officers in a car spotted him with his mm-hmm. gun drawn. Mm-hmm. It is not clear or if fellow cops identified themselves or whether Edwards told him he was a policeman before he was shot in arm and chest. Mm-hmm. Andrew Dunstan, a four-year veteran from Long Island, is reported to have fired the fatal shot. Edwards wasn't wearing a bulletproof vest because he was off duty. Upon ending his shift, Edwards reportedly found a man rummaging through his car's contents, which led to the chase. But Edwards' identity wasn't learned until the other cops ripped open his bloodly clothes mm, and tried mm, to revive mm. him, only to discover the, a police academy T-shirt he wore underneath. An investigation has become along with criticism of NYPD procedure and questions of race. Edwards, a 25-year-old black man, was killed by a white cop. Would Dustin had fired on a white man under similar circumstances? Mayor Michael Bloomberg called the shooting a tragedy. And not only this, Lardy, Miss Clardy, not only he was a father of two, yeah, but yeah. you rarely tell me hear this about 25-year-old black Absolutely. Man. He recently just got married. Oh, oh, oh. Now, you know, that's that's something to really, really look at, you know. And as I was saying before, where, you know, we just had this, an anniversary on um, Edward Hayes here in Columbus, Ohio, that was a young man that had children, and he was on his way to get married as well. And his family, they're from uh, New Orleans, and he was here, uh, as it was told, that he was here to visit others, you know, from the family, extension family here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, got gunned down in the back, shot twice by a policeman, and he was running, and the police just shot him, you know. And uh, so they're here also in Columbus, Ohio, mourning, even though it's been a year, you know, and that's very short. And so, you know, to give condolences also to Mr. Edwards and his loved ones that have to uh, go through such a, a tragedy, you know, by a senseless uh, murder, you know, for nothing, really, I mean, you know. Uh, yes, and, you you know, this is – but this ain't the first time this happened in New York City where a black uh, officer off-duty was shot and killed by fellow white police officers. Well, that was off-duty. Yeah. Now, who was that by? 
wrote that article? Oh, that that came from BET.com. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, yeah, you, and, you, you know, BET always gives us uh, information, and uh, also from BET.com, uh, uh-huh. Lardy Miss Clardy, an Arizona sheriff dares Al Sharpton to show up. Before we get to Al Sharpton, let's go back and let's at least show the difference where we got one off, where we got the cop that was not on duty versus the one that was on duty, uh, the one that was the, the gentleman that was shot here in Columbus, Ohio, that was shot by a cop that was on duty versus there in New York. Am I right? Uh, right. You know, where this cop, it was off duty. Explain the similarities between that, even though they were, I guess they were still on duty. Well, he was still on duty. Had well, Lardy Miss Clardy. Think that he can get well, Lardy Miss Clardy, one of the similarities uh, that is definitely undisputable about these two stories mm-hmm. is that there's definitely been no disciplinary action for uh, any of these uh, police officers. And, and you're right. And to add to that, Brother Blondie, is that this this cop that killed Edward Hayes here in Columbus, Ohio, do you know that he was promoted? Wow. Now, they still haven't done anything about it, but he's still promoted. So, you know, uh, when, when does the justice take place? Why is it that, you know, they take this vow to be peace officers here, you know, or anywhere that they're taking their vows to be peace officers and to do their job according to the vows, but then we find that they have other vows that they have done inside of the organization, which is, you know, that good old buddy system thing because they still, you know, uh, uh, hold, hold to brotherhood between them than rather what they're doing out here to the community, which they are making the community and has for some time made them fearful and have a bad and shameful outlook on those police and the judicial system. And some don't even want to become attorneys, don't want to become police officers because of the bad rap that they have. So, you know, to me, there's got to be an ending to this where the people Stop being afraid and telling it, get up and stand up and say something so that this awareness can take place, that there are an injustice that is going on in the community. Well, one of the reasons why I feel uh, police officers can continue the racial profile and, uh, you know, have police brutality in a lot of countries, Lottie Miss Clardy, is because, first of all, they can get away with it. What I mean by get away with it, not necessarily with corporate or major dollars or people upstairs, but if you notice uh, at a town hall meeting, a public hearing uh, for uh, Edward Hayes, uh, there were a lot of empty seats. Yes, it was, and, and it was. And, and, we were there. And, you know, as, as, as long as they continue to see, you know, empty seats and small numbers and all that, uh, they don't see any protesters or any major organizations as a threat uh, to their uh, c- careers. It's easier to have a police officer lose his badge over a sex scandal mm-hmm. uh, than it is to uh, uh, kill Our a human life uh, in the community. Uh, black man. You, yeah. you, you hear uh, people like Byron Potts uh, all the time say that, you, you know, Michael Vick got more mm-hmm. time for a uh, 
killing dogs, then you you know officers get for uh, killing African Americans. I mean, uh, it's it's sad, and you know a, a lot of times it sucks. And the bottom line is, unfortunately, Lardy Miss Cardi, the judicial system will never be uh, perfect. Well, we know that it would never be perfect, but it, it is high time is now that they need to clean up the mess that they have already done. And the only way that's going to be cleaned up is that the people shout it out and tell. You know, I know that that's a hard that's a hard thing for people to do, but you know, by by allowing the thing to continue to fester, and they don't think that there's nobody that will that will come against them. And shoot, these are people that they have that they pay their tax dollars to. This is people that they elect to vow to do the right thing to to the safety of the public. And if the public is not safe, there is something wrong with the policy. Moreover, the fear is so great. As you were saying before, where we were at, where we were at at this at this event, uh, where we had representatives that were from city council, uh, from the state house representative that come, uh, Mr. Carlton Wennington, uh, you know, and then you have seats. But just as Mr. Carlton, a uh, uh, Republican, Carl Wennington has stated, he said that even if the seats are empty. We still got a job we got to do, and I am paraphrasing this, okay, because it's important that we still got to keep going no matter uh, what it looked like because sooner or later, just like they got up, and I'm talking about everybody in the United States got up, stood up, stood up, stand up, and spoke out to have Obama in the seat of the White House. They're going to have to do the same thing, coming together to come against the injustice that's being done in the communities. It's the same thing. The only difference is, is why wait until election day to do this? How come you cannot come together, you know, beforehand? Because there's people that sit on seats that do not belong there, and as long as they don't come forth, they, they don't have a, we, we, let's put it like this, we don't have a snowball chance in H-E-L-L to have justice in anything because they're used to that. Yeah, and, you know, not only that, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, I actually agree with you on all those points and all those aspects. But to add even more depth to it, another thing that plays a part with us, along with uh, uh, police brutality, is that there's lack of communications between African Americans and the police. At some point, we do have to keep informed with each other about what's going on and what's going on in the communities. I mean, and I don't have any children, but I'm calling out the parents who have children. You the one say that your kids come first, prove it. Hey, and with that, we're going to take a break for right now, and then we'll be back more on the Lardy Miss Party blog talk radio show on false accused and victimization by the court system. We will be right back. I'm just a thing to do. I really could. 
Everybody's a jive turkey, but if it fit, the shoe fit, wear it. So we're back here now with the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio Show. And as you know, that is uh, the Ohio player. Yeah, that's Ohio player. Oh, hey. We said I-O. Okay, we said I-O. <laughs> that's the jive turkey right there. All right, now. We want to get back to... Uh, you know, the, the issue on being falsely accused by false accusers and how you get victimized when you go to court from these false accusers. And so I'm going to put it out here. If you've been falsely accused by an accuser and went to court and got victimized by the court system, call in at four. Three, I mean, at 347-884-8684 and share your comments and views on the subject. Do you think that the court system protects false accusers and victimizes the innocents because they prove the accuser of being alive? And if you've been through that, give us a call. 
don't be scared. Get up here and, and let us know that you are out there and you've been through something. I remember two weeks ago we had a gentleman that came from New York that was talking about uh, uh, child support and how he was being victimized by that. And because we had to uh, lay over because of death that was in the family from Alabama, I wasn't able to get back to that conversation. But there's other people that are going through things that's dealing with the agencies and court systems. And, you know, and I just want to say to you, you know, your community is important, and you are important, and so is your rights. So stand up, speak up, and speak out. It's your right to have justice where justice is denied. You have the right to be heard. Even if you don't get heard in the courts, there's other mediums that you can go through to get to be heard. So, again, if you have been falsely accused by an accuser and went to court and got victimized by the court system, give us a call, 347-884-8684. And we want to get to some more news here. Oh. We want to talk about the false imprisonment of Richard Fine in California, an appeal for protection under the international law. And what this comes from American Homeowners uh, uh, website. And also here, uh, it says, failure of mainstream media to cover this critical case, dishonest manipulation of court records and distribution of disinformation bear the hallmarks of a repressive regime. Now, here we go, the one, two, and three. This is what they're saying. A request has been forwarded by the Royal Norwegian Ambassador for the Protection of Richard Fine under international law. Now, here is a lawyer that, you know, is out here trying to help uh, uh, people that's in the community that's going through uh, housing issues, foreclosures, you know. And he's trying to uphold the law, and here is the court in California that's, that's victimizing him because he's standing up for the Constitution and standing up for the law that he owes and vowed to do. And then they say this, the disinformation circulated in the case of Richard Fine. The latest disinformation being circulated is in the form of a legal opinion that Los Angeles Superior Court judges were exempt from disclosing the taking of bribes. Then it goes on saying that the abuse of First Amendment rights of Richard Fine continues through ongoing dishonest manipulation of court papers at the U.S. District Court, Los Angeles. Similar abuse is not noted. I mean, excuse me. Similar abuse is noted at the United States Court, District of Columbia. Now, here we go again with... This is not just happening to individuals that are in the community, Brother Blondie, but now you've got proof that even an attorney that feels that they should uphold the law is being infringed upon. And you see that it's first member right to speak and to defend himself on what it is that is right. He's being oppressed and, and, and suppressed from doing so. So... All the more reason, if there's a freedom of speech, First Amendment, for even an attorney to exercise, how much more is it for the communities, you know, across the board to be able to speak up, stand up, and speak out about a certain situation? And in his case, he got jailed because he was ex exposing these judges of the criminal act 
that they were doing in the misconduct and trying to stop him from defending a a, a client of his that was on a housing situation. And he goes to jail under contempt. And we go further just to say this. It says back here, giving you a little bit of background, he's saying that all Los Angeles Superior Court judges took payments that were not permitted and would be called by a lay person fraud. And I'm saying, could that be everywhere? Brother Blondie, could that be everywhere? Could that be from any court? I mean, because is that why some attorneys are afraid to fight? Well, you know, one of the reasons uh, why judicial fraud is a big problem in this uh uh, in the country, Lardy, Miss Clardy, you know, race isn't the only thing that plays a part in judicial fraud. Another thing that plays a part in judicial fraud is money. It's it's one thing when uh, a rich lawyer is fighting for rich people's rights and doing their homework and all that. Uh, that don't really frustrate prosecutors or judges as much. But when, you know, a lawyer, you know, who is maybe a little bit flamboyant, you know, when he's out speaking for, right, you know, right. poor people who don't have the money but find someone that is willing to, you, you know, do, do the homework, right. do the right, uh, right, uh, right. Pa- uh, paperwork. Like in your uh, uh, situation, one of the things that always seemed to be frustrating the judge and the prosecutors with uh, your story, they don't like the fact that, you're doing the uh, uh, paperwork. You're doing the actual research and all, all those other things. They expect a lot of uh, criminals, or as you say, their clients to be, you know, uh, dumb. You you know, plumb dumb. Right. You you know, and and you know, without any uh, prior knowledge of you know any type of uh, judicial system or, or you know law when. You know, people have to understand the uh, Lardy Miss Clardy. You, you know, you see it on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. More and more people are uh, being fascinated with law. You you, you know, yeah. Yeah. forensic evidence and all that, and which right. makes uh, more and more people who's really not into law, you know, really get into law. You you know, maybe not necessarily go to law school uh, per se, but just have documents and uh, paperwork of knowing what their rights are. You know, and you're absolutely right. And through this article, which is written by Joseph Zernick, which is from the American Homeowners uh, Resource Center, where he's wrote this article at. And, you know, this here is an indication that if this going on right there in California, and Ohio follows California and laws being changed and what so. And and if he's showing that there is no justice in in California, how much is going on right here in Columbus, Ohio? You know, and he was saying in his article, he said the legal opinion now being circulated, and this is a you know against Richard Fine, of course, and also what's going on in this case. He's saying that such conditions at the Los Angeles Superior Court would be permitted by the California. Government Reform Act are ludicrous, he's saying. 
We live in Los Angeles, and we can incorporate that with us here in Columbus, Ohio. We who live in Columbus, Ohio, are seeking the protection of Richard Fine by the rule courts of Norway under international law. Now, how many lawyers may have gone through something like this from trying to protect, you know, innocent people that deserve to have justice? Attorneys have put themselves online, and they have with school, went to go get this career, and they had this whole idea that they were going to come out here, and they were going to uh, do the law, enforce the law, to have justice to take place, only to find that within the system, they got all their dreams smacked in their face because there's so much, you know, bribery, special interest money going on, good judges that's up in there can't really stand up because there's more bad than good judges in there that that if anybody tried to step on, it's not like the mob type of stuff, you know, that if they're in there and, and, and whatever they say goes, and nobody can 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 hear or get hurt, and people are scared for their job. If I sound like I'm being scatterbrained out there, it's made it with the whole idea of what we're going through with scatterbrained. Because you would think that the judicial system and the law enforcement would go hand in hand, but they would do the job that they were elected to do. But because we as a people have not exercised the right to go to get involved and do the research to find out if these uh, judges, uh, these law enforcement, have a right to even be sitting on the bench or even have the the uh, you know just the right to sit on the bench because if you don't have no justice, then then what you doing on the bench? Because money don't make judgment. Money is dishonest when you're taking a bribe. And if, if that's what you're going to hear come how, I've got two daggone cases that I can put out there, and I can use my own self as a witness, and anybody that won't talk about it, they can talk about it after then, because I have a son that was at Walnut Ridge three weeks before he was able to graduate. Been in school for four years. They gave much, much H-E-L-L to anybody. He's a normal kid growing up, and he's got issues, too. But there, he had been trying to get the, the principal and other teachers to to help him in a different situation where he was being called gay and different other names by teachers. That was his principal didn't have enough that uh, time to talk with him and to help him to resolve the issue. So down at the very end of his four-year teacher at being at school. It's three weeks in to get ready to go for graduation. He's tired. You know, he's starting to make bad grades because he don't have nobody there other than maybe one other uh, uh, super, what is it, super supervisor or whatever her name is, you know, that was on the, that's there at the school to help him. And a guidance counselor? You can say that. You can do that. that. We can't talk about no names, but I'm definitely going to put it out here. And my son blew up one day. And that was three weeks before graduation. And I'm pushing for him not to give up. Maybe you can do this. And 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 trying to get him to hear what he got to say. And it was only one guidance counselor and a supervisor, you know, a vice principal. Yeah. 
that was an open line of helping people until he came to the vice secretary. The vice secretary was had her day to go through. She didn't have how she fit in there. But she'd been going to, to where her mom was there to, and just happened to speak to my son. My son woke up and wrote on a piece of paper some, some derogatory bad words that maybe said white against her, the word white, and said, I hope you die. And, and she led him into jail. Here, letting him in jail, so that that letter get read to the public court. And then also in the courtroom, where uh, 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 he got called a menacing threat charge, and, and the judge that called him that had him to call a thousand dollars of like like he run off and 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 sit down somewhere, you know. And here it is, all just to say. That after we got finished with this, and we're narrowing down to the, the time for him to graduate, there was a there was a teacher that generally refused to give his second exam so that he could graduate. Now they 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 put him in college. They put him in college. So that that was going correct. And thinking that graduation was going to be at all that uh, uh, I agree that you wouldn't do that in the graduation because they don't want to print it because they got him because like And so I agree to that. So now in the second week, down to the narrowing down graduation time, a teacher refused to give him his his last line. And then the supervisor or the the vice president somehow was able to finagle to get that done, and he passed his class. But then I find out that the graduation wasn't going to be at school. It's going to be at Bex Maori. And I said, well, wait a minute. I said, there's no more now that the uh, graduation is going to be at school. He can go to a public forum, let him graduate. It's at a public forum. It's not at school. He's not on school. Do you know that he didn't get to graduate as to walk the stage, but God blessed that he was able to get his diploma, okay? But he didn't be able to walk, and he didn't No matter what he did to for him to be able to graduate at that world. And on 10 TV, they had it where all kind of white people was out there protesting because they maybe don't want to walk at the best real. Well, graduation? No, I mean, you know, and they've done something or not. But he's paid the price and still continue to pay the price. And I don't think that, you know, the letter that was given to that lady was all that violent, you know, because he didn't say, well, I'll meet you outside and I'm going to kill you. That's menacing threat. But to say, I hate to you die. That's just that's a young kid, like as if a, uh, one of us with our own mama behind her back say, we, we, should, we hope you die, we don't like you, you know, and all kinds of, all kinds of yeah. stuff are part of our parents behind their back. Well, you know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, I, I feel you on, you, you know, 
what you and your son has uh, gone through as far as graduation. But this is a scenario, Lardy, Miss Clardy, where I know probably know a little bit as the reason why this happened uh, to your son. He was your son was guilty by reputation. Absolutely. On the ridge, of course, unfortunately has a history of violent behavior Absolutely. in schools. If you can recall, back in 2005, the football team, is, you know, Walnut Ridge got so violent, the football team had to play Saturday morning games <laughs> at uh, uh, Walnut Ridge as opposed to the traditional uh, Friday night thing. And, you know, as far as the frustration, and I'm going to call out, you know, the teachers and all that who – uh, called your son gay, and, you you know, you're supposed to be at a higher standard. And I'm going to ask those people who so-called stand up, speak up, and speak out against someone who is gay. If you don't like gay people, then why the hell do you continue to let gay people do your job, like buying pampers and buying school clothes and stuff for, for the young mother's children? buying Gerber, baby food, and all that, they seem to have done a little bit more of the parenting, Lardy, Miss Clardy, than straight parents. So okay. so the, the next time you criticize uh, someone on anything that you may or may not think they do, you need to take a look in the mirror. And so, and so you know, this is just to say that, you know, uh, you know, when I tell you that you speak up, stand up, speak up, and speak out, I am saying to you that it's important that whatever that you may be going through, you need to be heard. And you're not alone because even as I'm not what you would call a a a a radio personality, but, you know, I'm somebody that's here to give you real news from real people, real situations, and that is including myself. And so you're not alone at fighting against a system that seem to, you know, uh, that, that don't care. You know, it seem like this day and time, you know, anything goes. And this will even go if I even come out and tell you about something that happened with me where there was a um, – uh, where I took my daughter to 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 the BMV to go get an ID done. Of course, that was the day that I didn't have no money, uh, but that I just had got some and was going to go to the insurance company to get some insurance. But that day, I was what you would call a victim because somebody decided to use the car that I'm driving as to be in an accident that caused three thousand dollars damage, and then. Uh, my daughter goes uh, to the uh, police station and gets cited for a citation of something that she didn't even do because she didn't even have no keys to the car. And then later come to find out, once I, once I did the research and found out all that was what was involved, which then later on took me to court uh, where I found that the gentleman that was from an insurance company uh, was 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 scamming his own insurance company, and and then you have uh, the insurance company that is wanting to subrogate and get three thousand dollars from me and my daughter, which in turn caused BMV to take our license and my CDLs away, and 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 then to give some demeaning 
conversation, and I taped that conversation. Yes, I did, and and then went to the uh, to the to the uh, courts about it. Now, you know, and come to find out that all these laws that's involved in on what a person, a lay person, should do. Um, to in order to get their license back, they gotta first go through what you would call a a, a hearing to the agency. And in this case, I went to the agency, gave all the information they wanted me to have, and also a written request for to have a hearing on the subjects that I asked for, and on the onset from the representative from the BMV agency denied my documents, and denied my right to have a request for a hearing. Now, and after I found out all the intricates after coming into court, it come to find out that now you got to do a thing 15 days before this, before that, 10 days before that, and there's nothing that is on the regular pieces of paper that they give you from your suspension that tell you that you have this amount of time. Or mine, it said I had 30 days. And I went within the 30 days. I didn't have no idea that I was supposed let alone did I get a a, a hearing. But all of a sudden now I'm supposed to be on the appellate level. And if they didn't give you a hearing, a place, and time, and gave you a, 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 a denial or something where you could go to the appellate court, you know what I'm saying, what difference does it make? What difference does it make? So I'm going to the court because the case is not perfected to try to tell the truth. And then I went through uh, the insurance company that I had, to uh, do what you call a framination and to, and to also investigate this so-called accident that was supposed to happen, which I was telling the courts that never happened. And now the report has come in that show that there was no accident in the middle bumper of what this claim that the that this insurance uh, 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 client of the insurance company have reported in the police report as an accident. So now you've got a false accident report, false claim, and, and false information. And yet, I, you know, the powers that be, which is your attorney general, which is your B&B, and the insurance company, for some odd reason, don't want the truth to come out. And again, this is what we talk about. You have a false accuser accusing you of a of, of doing something wrong and won't take you to court for it. And my daughter, to wrap it up, my daughter, she was the case was dismissed. But yet, we cannot get our license back, and the, and even if the trial court is saying that they ain't got no jurisdiction, the point is is that it's my job to report fraud. It is my job to report somebody that is being victimized unjustly, and especially when you have the insurance company trying to come back to recover three thousand dollars worth of damage of, of a lie. That, that a their client is claiming, and it's and and they done he done frauded them, and so to me I'm angry, and at the same time I'm glad that it happened to me, 
because I can get on this, I can get on the blog talk radio, and I can tell it, and let y'all know that y'all are not by yourself. And still there's no justice that's been served about it. And and I'm waiting to see what else is going to come from it. And, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to show you out there, everybody that listens to the Lardy Miss Clarty Blog Talk Show, is that regardless of what you go through, if you can't get, get something done to justice, stand up, speak up, and speak out about it. You know, because, it, you know, it's healing. It's healing. And when I get... After after I get finished with this and come back on a break, I definitely want to show you where where, where there's a gentleman that uh, his name is Bill Ronan, and I was talking about this two weeks ago. But we're gonna finish up what we were talking about. He had wrote this um, this you can say it's an article, and he's a state licensed psychotherapist. Where even he obviously is. Uh, getting clients that's coming into him that have been go- that's gone through being falsely accused and then being victimized by the judicial system. It seems as though that the judicial system, that regardless if a person can't get in based upon those so-called codes that they got because why of unknown knowledge at the time, but learning about it as they go, they late now. But the point is, is if they got the evidence to prove that there has been an issue that needs to be dealt with, then it should be some kind of something uh, opening for a pro se litigant to come in and get their side of the story told because there's not all the time an attorney that will help. There's sometimes an attorney will not come forward. You know, and even in the cases of what then happened to me and losing my house, I had to do all these things alone and by myself. And then for the reasons why the Blog Talk Radio Show is up, because there's got to be more people out here that's going through these same kinds of, of injustices and, no, and there's no justification for it, but yet it's being done, you know. And I'm not saying no justification from us. I'm saying what is the justification to, to victimize an innocent party that's coming to expose the truth to the judicial system, whether it's a false accuser coming from an insurance company, accuser that's coming from the police department, false accuser coming from children's services, false accuser coming from a, a child support system. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know, we, do, we got false accusers that's coming from every direction that is telling something on an innocent person that can prove that they are lying. And here is the evidence and here is the document, but there is no one to be in their corner. Why? And that I leave that question. And so we're going to get back to, after this message, on Bill Ronan's statement. He's a state-licensed psych, uh, psychotherapist, and he, he is saying what we, you know, how we can cope with false abuse, accusations, and American court system victimization. And we'll come back to that after Blondie comes back from playing his all-time music, the Ohio Players. We'll be right back. Backbone's on. He can't do nothing. Are you ready? What you 
This is Lardy Miss Clardy on the Blog Talk Radio Show, and if I got, if I made a, if I shifted into fifth gear on you, I apologize, but you know I am just livid about all of this victimization and and being lied on and lied to, and nobody can get a fair justice in their states. You know that's including me. So you know what you heard today was uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, the personality for the radio, and then you had her, the mama person that was speaking out. Uh, you know what was happening with her son, and then you was hearing, you know, the person that was going through personal with, as a victim of a, a false accuser and being lied on and never been take, took, taken to court for it. But yet, you know, a person wants to take money from you and, 
and then you try to defend yourself, and then the powers that be come in and, like, tell you no. How dare anybody would do something like that, you know, to an innocent person? Ronnie, what you got to say that I know that you got plenty to say, but I want to apologize to y'all if I sounded too aggressive at that moment and too uh, emotional, but this is Blog Talk Radio Show, and this is where I don't have to, you know, use all these uh, uh, this professionalism without some feelings in it. And I got feelings, and so do everybody else, and this is why we are on the Blog Talk radio show. Let's talk about it. Let's see if we got some solutions to it. I know I found me somebody that has some solutions to something. So, Brother Blondie, take it over to you. What do you think about this? And bring us some, some, some other news, and we'll come back to how we can cope with false abuse accusations and American court system victimizations. You know, Smarty, Miss Clardy, uh, as far as, you know, your personal situation with uh, BMV and, you know, not having your uh, driver's license. Uh, and CDL. And CDL. Gee, CDOs too. Yeah, all of them. I mean, gee, enough. If if anyone that's been the victimization of judicial fraud, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy is uh, definitely have been you. But uh, hopefully, you will uh, get your driver's license back by the end of this year. I'm, well, let's uh, I'm, I'm, definitely. I'm, 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 I'm sure about that. But you know, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, kicking off with some more interesting news that involves. Judicial fraud, and once again, Lardy Miss Cardi, this comes from BT.com. And uh, gee, does anybody, anybody has heard of Maricopa County Sheriff in Phoenix, uh, Joe Arpaio? The controversial Arizona sheriff says he dares the Reverend Al Sharpton to visit his town to protest policies against inmates and documented workers. And some mm. months ago, Sharpton threatened to march on Phoenix unless Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Apio resigned. Sharpton has been an outspoken critic of what he says is a Pearl's pension for detaining even uh, legal Mexican immigrants and embarrassing uh-huh. and dehumanizing those held in his jail. But a letter dated June 3rd, Apio shot back at the civil high-profile civil rights leader. This is about you making self-serving, grandoise pronouncements, making outrageous statements at meaningless press conferences. Mm, 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 mm. I am not abandoning my promise to the people to enforce the state and federal immigration laws and protect That's this community. Right, Al he put out a word, uh, and this is a pearl to share. He put out a word that if you don't, if, that if I don't resign by June 1st, he's coming down there with all his demonstrators. I just wanted to let him know that I'm not resigning. If you want to come, come on down. We have nothing to hide. He even invited Sharpton to his uh, tour his facilities firsthand. And all that started off, Lardy Miss Clardy, because several months ago, Apparel began dispatching his deputies into heavenly Latino neighborhoods in Phoenix to stop and arrest anyone who could not prove U.S. citizenship. To date, according to published reports, they have arrested thousands, 
sparking protests from Hispanic activists. I am first calling for the resignation and or removal of Sheriff Apparel. Harassment mm-hmm. based on color is nothing short of racial profiling, which many of us help to fight to make against the law. Sharpton told reports in April, Sharpton's actions triggered by investigation by the U.S. Justice Department and the House Judiciary Committee held hearings on the controversial practices. Apparel needs to be confronted. He needs to be removed. We also need to suspend the law that he is using. We must stand with our brown brothers and sisters, Sharpton says. And all this, Lardy, Miss Clardy, because because his uh, prison campus is Arizona and most of the times the temperature is well over 100 degrees, a lot of inmates stay in tents. Yeah. You know, they don't have uh, traditional cell blocks or, you you know, lockdown uh, uh, f- facilities like, you know, most uh, uh, prisons facilities. And, you know, he makes them work hard. They really eat when they got to eat or sleep when they sleep, take showers, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I do agree with Al Sharpton on those points because yeah, he's not the first and he won't be the last uh, complaint. And what? oh, and uh, by the way, uh, uh, one more quick thing before I get back to you, uh, Lardy, okay. Miss uh, Clardy. Once again, uh, uh, in our last music break, you heard the Ohio players, Hoochie Coo. Hoochie Coo. Oh, oh, Ace. Oh. We having an Ohio players Saturday night on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. And the next song I will play in our next music break was their final hit. You remember it, and let's get back down to business. And one more quick uh, uh, note. I, I have to say this, Lardy, Miss Clardy. Go ahead, go ahead. Tomorrow, June 7th, on the 51st, uh, the 51st birthday of Grammy Award winning singing sensation Prince, is our Black Anti-Defamation Council meeting. Held tomorrow at 3 p.m. at 899 East Brawl Street. Join Wendy Clardy, Brother Blondie, and Tyrone Thomas as we'll be kicking. You, we, we coming with you full force as we continue to discuss solutions to uh, help more positive things for our young brothers and sisters. You got to love it. You got to love it, y'all. You know, give it to Brother Blondie, boy. He sure do know how to time a camp here because, you know, I can be up here sometime and can go off. And I know I probably sound like that from some point at times with you all. But, you know, the whole ideal is, is I'm speaking from the heart, everybody, you know, because we're out here in Columbus, Ohio, to really, really set a trend, you know, to help you know, the communities that are needing our help to help them overcome, you know, victimization and fraud and false accusers and, you know, and all the sort, especially when we're dealing with, you know, our police or as we would call it law enforcement and the judicial system because they both go hand in hand. And if we don't have no trust in these two departments here, we ain't got no trust in nothing. And so, therefore, you know, we cannot be all that we can be 
not only just to help ourselves, but we can't even stand against a cruel, a cruel system like that, you know. And that's why it's so important while everybody was getting together for Barack Obama, did you all to be getting together just like this for a common cause. And one of those common calls on this public announcement that I'm making is they're saying stop bad cops. And it's by the Community Leadership Council for Justice, supported by the NAACP, and they had their public hearing on police misconduct, uh, racial profiling, and police brutality. And now they are going to go out on Monday, June 8th, for a peaceful protest on June 8th, to assemble right here on Mount Vernon Avenue at 17th at 3 p.m. and at 4, marching to City Hall, and they should reach City Hall by 5 p.m. If you're interested in it, get involved. Get involved because we are out to make sure that we show our leaders that we no more are taking injustice. You know, I mean, we cannot justify everything, but what we can justify, we got to justify. And that's when it calls for all of us to stand up, speak up, and speak out. Because there are some things that we do deserve, and, and, and our laws are down here to help to govern us down here. However, when the law becomes a burden and they start victimizing the people, and victimizing when you're innocent, then you've got to speak up. That's just like having a mom and a dad. They whoop your tail when you do something wrong, and if they think you're doing something wrong, they whoop your tail for it. Well, sometimes, you know, at one time we couldn't speak up against that, but now the kids at this time, they're going to tell you when you're wrong, you know. And when you're wrong, you're wrong, and you ought to hold that responsibility as the adult to say, baby, I am wrong. That's the same thing we're saying about our judicial system and our law enforcement. When you're wrong, you're wrong, and you should at least, you know, you're out here to protect us. You're, you should be at least be able to come forth and say you're sorry and mend yourself with the public because we depend on you to, to, to bring safety to us, not be, not be you know, the slave uh, owners and, and, and scare us back into slavery again or, 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 or keep us from, 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 from being free when we need to be free. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know if y'all understanding what I'm saying, but maybe, Brother Blondie, you can bring it home a little more clear. Well, you know, in terms of, you know, being free, you know, it is very important for uh, our black folks to be free, lardy, Miss Clardy, and we have to understand the judicial system. And, you you know, lardy, Miss Clardy, when you talk about your judicial situation as far as getting your license, and, you know, not only race plays a part, but also money. You know, black Absolutely. people really hate when Brother Blondie makes this example. But I'm going to have to make this example once again. I said this from day one in terms of your driving privileges. There were no evidence of you and your daughter's accidents, yet they won't give you your license. But let me bring this up, Lardy, Miss Clardy. Two years ago, on three different occasions, Britney Spears did uh, accidentally 
uh, crashed into somebody's car, drove with a suspended license, okay. yet she still has her driving privileges. And also in custody cases, a lot of times, Lardy, Miss Clardy, if you're in a child custody case and you fail to appear in court, you automatically lose your rights, period, point blank. Yet when she failed to appear in court eight times for a child custody case, she still ends up with joint custody. Do you call that, does that sound like equal justice to you, Lardy, Ms. Gordy? No, it doesn't. I mean, well, they got money. We don't. And even if they have money, law is not supposed to be, not, law is not supposed to be dealt that way. And that goes in conclusion of what we were talking about with Richard Fine's case, where, you know, judges are taking bribes. Do you understand what I'm saying? To, to, to overlook the law. Okay, overlook their job to do the right thing and use the judgment that they were elected to do and to and to deal with a case impartially. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, again, uh, the disqualifications that, that Mr. Zernick, uh, Joseph Zernick is saying in his uh, – uh, in his report here, you know, when it comes to judges, disqualification, a judge shall disqualify himself or herself in any proceeding in which disqualification is required by law. Two, in all trial court proceedings, not just in California, but in Ohio, too, all trial proceedings, a judge shall disclose on record information that is reasonably relevant to the question of disqualification under the, civil, under the Code of Civil Procedure section. 170.1 and whatever it is in Columbus, Ohio, it's the same, even if the judge believes there is no actual basis for disqualification. Um, this is if they're taking bribes, you know what I'm saying? But they're supposed to disclose all this information. This is what they're saying, okay? And then it goes on to say, um, in Article 2, it says, no distinction shall be made on the basis of the political, jurisdictional, or international status of the country or territory to which a person belongs. Article 7 goes further to say, all are equal before the law and are entitled without any discrimination to equal protection of the law. Article 8 says, everyone has the right to an effective remedy by the by the competent national tribunals for acts violating the fundamental rights granted to him by the constitutional law or by law, by the Constitution or by law. And Article 10 says everyone is entitled in full equality to a fair and public hearing by an independent and impartial tribunal in the determination of his rights, obligations, and of any criminal charge against him. Now, although that Joseph Zernick is given this information, he's also made a disclaimer that he is, he's a writer and not an attorney. Moreover, he has no formal legal education. His writings must be, therefore, deemed by a layperson's opinion. And a layperson is just a pro se that went to go do research. And and everybody should do research when their rights is in question. Should do research until they find the right remedy to go in there, but more than likely 
right now until we expose this on a broader scale about our law enforcement and our judicial system and false accusers. And until that happens, we have to deal with the injustice and the denial of justice. Well, as far as, you know, denial of justice, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, there's always going to be a denial of justice because there's always going to be lack of communication between African Americans and police. Well, don't 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 add, add in there the other minorities well, yes, that's uh, going yes, through because other, we got other black people, yeah, yeah, you know, that's of color. Right. Anybody, you understand what I'm saying? And, anybody that's of anybody color. that has of color and also don't and have the color of, have of color. Uh, green. You, you, you know, green also oh, well, plays that's a... If you ain't got the color of green, you really did. I mean, like, you, you know, when you go in neighborhoods in Columbus like Bexley and Worthington and uh, Upper Arlington, you, you know, not only do they know a lot of them officers, they're uh, friends uh, with them officers. And, you know, let me set the record straight for the Lardy Miss Clardy blog talk radio show. That is true. Uh, that is we're straight. not, you know, coming out here... Bashing all cops and all that. For the most part, you you have a lot of good police officers, and you do have a lot of good good judges. judges. And attorneys. And attorneys. But if law enforcement is going to call out civilians when they do wrong, then then we need to return the favor. Uh, Call them out. Uh, when they do wrong. And, you know, we have to keep in mind they are put on a higher standard. And, uh, you know, it is sad. But They were elected. Yeah, I I mean, everything's uh, backwards. And and I'll give you uh, one uh, perfect example on how backwards the judicial system is when it comes to race and money. The judicial system, along with the politicians, care more about a bailout for GM, Ford, and Chrysler than they do for those still African-American homeless victims from Hurricane Katrina four years ago. It's been almost four years, and they're still homeless, still still living in trailers from FEMA. And we got money. We got the money to help them. I mean, well, I'm no ordained that? minister, so I can say this. What the hell is going on, Lardy, Miss Clardy? Hell, even underneath that, I can say hell as long as it's something to something purposeful. I ain't going to say hell if it ain't something purposeful, you know. And and I agree with you, you know, because it's like go to hell. I mean, you, you, I mean that's, that's the, you, you know, that really pisses me off of, all the judicial fraud when they looking when they looking out for uh General Motors, Henry Ford and Lee Iacocca, uh over all the uh, victims of Hurricane Katrina, I mean when there's a tornado or a hurricane in Florida, everything gets rebuilt uh right away and all that type <laughs> thing. It, it sure as hell don't take four or five years. I mean, well, yeah, you know that was in a that's that's in the poor neighborhoods. That's yeah. what you're saying. But all downtown and everywhere is rebuilt quick, fast, and hurry. Oh yeah, they uh, made sure the Superdome was rebuilt, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you know 
know, Mardi Gras, you you uh, you you still got uh uh girls going wild at uh Mardi Gras, even in these hard economic times. And the guy from Girls Gone Wild had the nerve, the audacity back in uh January, Lardy Miss Claudia, this year to ask Obama for a bell. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I do want to give my condolences out to um, Richard Fine as an, a fine attorney that's out really trying to help the people and have to go through a, a stressed moment like this where, you know, he's being uh, jailed behind doing the right thing. And, you know, and you're not the only one that is out there, Mr. Fine. Uh, that is doing the right thing and getting held uh, in captivity for doing the right thing. You know, uh, we we definitely see what you're going through and we feel what you're going through. Even here in Columbus, Ohio, we're going through things right here in Columbus, Ohio. We know that there are some attorneys here that done lost their license here that uh, uh, that were trying to help uh, people that are without finances and what so and trying to help people, uh, you know, because they believe in the law or whatever. You've got as many unfair, criminal-minded, people that's in leadership, it gets kind of difficult, and we are so sorry that you had to go through that, and we're sorry that even I'm going through it, and anybody else is going through it, and we sure will keep you lifted in prayer while you are going through this fight, and we know you're going to win. And when you do, we're going to be out here clapping our hands because somebody got through. Because it's, un- it's a shame that the media, the mainstream media, will not pick up on such subjects as these. And that's because they're being ran by the very people that are getting the special interest money. So, they, you know, they only can be dictated on what, they, what they're told to do, you know. But it needs to get out. Well, you you know, the thing about mainstream media, and, you know, uh, this is one of the things where I guess I criticize them, but I still applaud them for certain information. Now, the the stories that we read from uh, BET.com or CNN.com, you know, they don't get, you know, really big stories on those stations, but... We'll put it on the internet where right. where you now, know you can uh, where where you can do a printout and, and you know uh, read the story and it's up to people like us who yeah. has blog talk radio to you you know keep the uh, uh, information going and uh, uh, keep in mind uh, Wendy when it comes to uh, uh, our corrupt and judicial system and exposing judicial fraud. Uh, we still remain, Lardy Miss Clardy, the only talk show host in Columbus, Ohio, who has mentioned the uh, New Year's Day death of 22-year-old Oscar Grant II, who in Oakland, California, was shot and killed by Bay City Area Police, even though he was already in handcuffs. And you can see the video of that on YouTube.com. Just type in the search box, box Oscar Grant the uh, second, and you'll see uh, cell phone uh, uh, video evidence of that uh, tragic incident. And the sad part of, 
about that. Now, even though the police officer did resign, he's still out on bail, so he hasn't faced any jail time yet. And that's a uh, what? Who hasn't faced any jail time? Uh, the police officer who shot and killed Oscar Grant. Uh, well, that goes to say to this gentleman, uh, Edward Hayes, where they shot and killed him a year ago, and the police never got uh, got dealt with about it. What they did was applaud him and, and give him a promotion. I mean, but Lordy, I mean, Miss Party, I understand that, but we talking about videotape evidence. I mean, hey, now we was, we. But I mean, also I mean, right? Wit- wit- witnesses, I, I don't, but but you you always think the judicial system. You you know they always tell us their job is to follow the evidence. That, that, that don't they always tell us that? I mean, witnesses, especially thirty or forty witnesses. I thought that's compelling witnesses. That's telling you the exact same uh, story. And also with Oscar Grant, I thought videotape evidence is actual evidence. Well, Byron Potts got extra uh, actual evidence. Really, you know, what they did to the sheriffs, you know, which was to make them lose their job because they were stupid enough to have their own evidence on their own telephone. You know, now, again, you know, fairness did take place. Like I said, there are some justices that we can say that did take place, but where justice isn't and it needs to be and you got evidence to prove, it should be validated and the person should feel uh, you know, feel, should feel justified. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to get on a commercial, uh, excuse me, if it's a commercial or, you know, just a break here, and we'll be right back, okay? And I want to uh, read this article that's coming from Bill Ronan, a state-licensed psych- uh, psychotherapist who says coping with false abuse accusations and American court systems uh, victimization. So we'll be right back, okay? Thank <laughs> you. 
Here we is again, back on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and you know yours truly, Brother Blondie, Brother Blondie, Brother Blondie. Stop bad cops, Brother Blondie. The Community Leadership Council for Justice, and they're supported by the NAACP. They have a public forum that had happened about the police misconduct, racial profiling, and police brutality. And as we already know it to be, law enforcement and judicial system go hand in hand. So we're dealing with victimization in our court systems and all this issue dealing with the police um, on misconduct, profiling, and brutality. And they're going to be doing, uh, the Community Leadership Council for Justice is doing a peaceful protest march Monday, June 8, 2009. They're assembling at Mount Vernon Avenue at 17th, and the march will start at 4 o'clock to City Hall, and when they reach City Hall, it will be by 5. So if you're going to support this, be there at 3 p.m. Monday, June 8th, Mount Vernon Avenue at 17th, the peaceful protest march to City Hall. And now getting to the coping with false abuse accusations, and American court system victimization. I told you I wanted to read this to you, but and and I already already had Brother Blondie to tell you who was that playing on the radio with us. And what's the name of that group again? Oh, you know I got her. out of Dayton, Ohio, the Ohio Players, <laughs> and the name of that song was simply O H I O O H I O. That was their last big single coming from the year 1977, the Ohio Players. In fact, the very first time, Lardy Miss Clardy, I seen Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Hey. The very first group I saw perform on that stage was the Ohio Players. And Don't forget Soul Train. Yes. Soul Train. Okay, you heard it right live from Brother Blondie. Now we're going to get back on over here, and I'm going to read this uh, article that's coming from Bill Ronan, who is a state-licensed psychotherapist, which is showing us what we can do with coping with false abuse accusations. And I told you before, false accusations can come from your mama all the way down to the judicial system, the, the, the uh, child agency, 
you know, from the police, you know, from anybody that's false accusing you, and you know that they're false accusing because you got evidence to prove it, and then also how to uh, cope with the American court system and victimizing as well. And this is what Bill Rodden has to say. He says, your feelings are normal and natural, even though they seem unusual. Victims, families, and friends may feel overwhelmed by their reactions to crime. Shocks, numbness, denial, disbelief, fear, anger, guilt, distrust, frustration, and loneliness are realities victims must face. There is no right or wrong way to feel. Family members who have been victimized experience unique emotions at varying points in their recovery. You may be filled with disbelief about the incident. The shock and loss of control over life and personal safety may leave victims very confused. Anger is a common reaction. Victims often feel angry at the false accuser and the prejudicial justice system that backs them and protects them. This disruption in their life the criminal justice system, and even towards those closest to the victim. Trying to direct the anger where it belongs, at the offending laws, such as the VAWA, the USCIS, policies and prejudicial systems that promote such unconstitutional unfairness. Talking can be useful methods to release these feelings. Grief, sorrow, abandonment by those they they thought they were here to protect them, like the police and the judicial system. And depression frequently follows loss or injury, even of property that is valued. Grief and sorrow can last for lengthy periods of time. Be patient and know that what victims are feeling is okay. Guilt is normal. Victims often second-guess themselves, saying, I should have if I only had. No one chooses to become a victim, but many victims feel responsible for what happened. Victims are not to blame for the crime. The criminal who is currently rewarded with a green card and the judicial system that condones and supports it is at fault. Fear is hard to evade. Crime supported by our government and our judicial system is sudden, unexpected, and frequently life-threatening. Once victims have experienced crime supported by our government and the government and the judicial system, it may be difficult for them to feel safe. Victims may face fears of staying at home, leaving home, or trusting anyone. With the passing of time, these fears will lessen if we actively pursue the abolishment of all laws that discriminate and allow criminals the ability to use our judicial systems for their own ends. Your feelings may become heightened at various times. Certain events may cause varying emotions to return to the victim. 
observing someone who looks like your false accuser, hearing sounds that remind you of the false accusation, and the accuser's sounds, seeing the tools of his or her crime, like the police, TV shows about justice that now seem hypocritical, voices crying out that are innocent and the public turning their backs on them, the anniversary date of the event, etc., Talking about the crime experience is often the best treatment for healing. Friends and family need to listen to the story, oftentimes repeatedly. Victims need non-judgmental support and assurance to recover at their own pace. Take steps to help ensure a sense of well-being. Carry recording devices with you as we know that false accusations can be made at any time. You must be prepared to document yourself wherever possible. Don't isolate yourself. False accusations carry more weight if you cannot prove where you are. Interaction with others may speed your recovery. Friends and families may be able to provide a more reasonable sense of reality to the situation. Seek support within this group or others who truly understand. The police may just be doing their job. A defense heard at a Newburgh trial. Talk with a victim services provider who can offer support, factual information about the criminal justice, and provide referrals to the other sources. Suggestions for the supporting people. Encourage victims to express their feelings. That's why I'm on the Lardy Miss Cardi blog talk radio show. Me and Brother Blondie, who is standing up, speaking up, and speaking out and encourage you to do this. These feelings and confirm their confusing emotions are normal, which they are. You have a right to be upset. Now, we ain't going to say that you go and blow up because they're blowing stuff up, but we're saying that you have a valid reason to feel feel your emotions, you know, even though they might view you as crazy. But as long as you ain't victimizing like they're doing, they crazy. And so then, and then he's saying, tell them you are sorry about the incident. Same thing I'm saying to all of those judges out there that have committed crimes against innocent, innocent people for bribery, special interest money, whatever it is. And these innocent people are coming to you pro se because they can't find a lawyer because the lawyers are afraid if they stand up, they're going to go to jail like Richard Fine and many other lawyers that have lost their careers by helping the community. This is very important. You should come back and tell the person you're sorry. Why wait until you step down or your tenure is over and then one day one of, one of, them, one of those innocent victims that you have victimized happen to rise to some power and meet you and say, I remember you. Remember what you did to me back then? And then they'll tell you, thank you, because now here I am to be able to face you on your level. And so that's one thing that I can say to that, and I will support what Mr. Bill Ronan is saying. And then he says, provide mutual support to families and friends who may also share a wide range of feelings. 
offer to attend criminal justice proceedings with victims, just as what I have done. I have, um, I have from the NAACP local branch right here in Columbus, Ohio, that has a court watch, and they are out watching the courts upon their proceedings, their conduct, evaluating how they're treating, you know, their fellow uh, 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 people that's coming in court, that come in to get some redress, or, or how they even deal with people that have done crime. The point of it is that the NAACP here in Columbus, Ohio, is being active. And also offered to, he says, express, and, uh, express that they are not to blame for what happened. Try not to project your personal feelings. Everyone responds to crisis in their own way and in their own time. But try not to project your personal feelings. I don't know if that means why you in court, because even 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 when it happens to you, you know how's a person going to know how you really feel? You know, I mean, you can you can um, uh, you can you can express the thing, but. Tears might have to come to your eyes because injustice is done so bad. We understand that the judges have a judgment to do and it's according to law, but they are human beings just like we are. And because they up there with all their immunities, you know, where they can't get deemed and go through jail and all for the crimes that they may commit, and this is to just the criminal justice of the criminal law judges. You know, we ain't talking about all the judges. All judges aren't bad, but then there's good judges. It's like there's good um, uh, law enforcement, you know, just to point that, hey, you, you're a human being. If you get hurt, uh, don't you want somebody to have some, 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 some mercy on you? So they're saying not to, he said, try not to project your personal feelings. Everyone responds to crisis in their own way and in their own time. Uh, develop a list of resources for additional assistance and request outside help if needed. That, that's even if that means you've got to go to some counseling sessions for yourself. You know, but you want to become better. You want, you want to overcome what you're going through. Yes, it hurts. And even as you heard me on the radio as I became emotional. But the point is, is that I'm doing what it takes to try to overcome because no one stops being victimized. No one stops being falsely accused. It'll go on until you're deaf till you leave here. It's just a perception of thinking, you know, but what can you do to overcome? And Mr. Bill Ronan, who is the state licensed psychotherapist, is giving us ways that we can look at this thing in a different perspective. It even helps me while I'm on the blog talk radio show talking to you. So, you know, this goes for me too, everybody. And, and a few other things he's saying here. People who have not personally experienced victimization, especially by the very system they thought was designed to protect them, can never fully understand the painful reality and consequences of being a victim. No one ever expects to be a victim. Often victims are left with many puzzling emotions. And I will admit he is absolutely right to that. And and the only time people seem to come together is when they done got hurt by the judicial system or by the police. Then all of a sudden now they're ready to come and they're ready to fight because they have been hurt. But sometimes you can, you can look at or, or witness something, and it should hurt you already because you have seen it. And that 
and you felt it. You don't have to be one to go through it in order to feel the pain. It should be already within you to feel the pain and feel the hurt that a person sustained from seeing somebody victimize another person. It should be already in your soul, ready to fight, come forth, and stand up, speak up, and speak out about it. But we understand that our judicial system, our law enforcement have created a fear with our communities. And it's high time now. Through you talking about it, the reality is if you will talk about it, bring it forth, it will give you great healing. This is why the forum from the Lardy Miss Party blog talk radio show is here. Where you can't get heard elsewhere, you can come and get heard here. And we'll find a solution to your problem. There's somebody out there that will be able to give a solution just like Mr. Bill Ronan, a state licensed psychotherapist. He says for help with this, if you are in Minnesota, go to www. M as in Mary, N as in Nancy, H as in Harry, Y, T as in Paul, hypnosis as he's saying, M, N, H, Y, P, N as in Mary, Nancy, excuse me, O, letter O, S as in Sam, I as in icon, S as in Sam, dot dot com. He's saying go to www.m. N H Y P N O S I S dot com. Okay? And he will be willing to help you. And so, you know, with this information that I have given you, um, I hope that we are we are at least giving some kind of solution. And we're helping you with finding a different way and a different view to view your victimization and your and your and the fraud that's going on in your life. We're hoping that the Lordy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show gives you some type of forum where you can come and release your feelings and and that there be some way where we can give you some solution to the problem. And, you know, and and as we go, I will keep you updated even with my situation, whether I win it or not. The point is, is that if you talk about it, you can heal. And so, Brother Blondie, if you got anything else to say about that, I am going to turn it over to you. And when we go on to our break, we'll be listening to the Ohio Players. Honey, we got 16 minutes to the hour. And... If you got things you want to talk about, Brother Blondie, come forth because I know you always got something good to talk about. You know, in response to you saying there are good law enforcement uh, officers, uh, you know, my heart goes out to two law enforcement uh, yeah. New York police officers who were killed in the line of duty in the last six years of Patrick yeah. Dorisman as well as Omar J. Edwards of Brooklyn. Uh, you, you know, both of them was uh, shot and killed by a uh, 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 uniform uh, white police officers. And the thing about Patrick Dorisman, which was a little bit different from Omar Edwards, he was on duty. <laughs> he was actually working undercover as a uh, uh, drug dealer. And, you, you know, I guess another uh, undercover uh a white police officer, 
you, you know, uh, approached him, you know, about drugs, and, you you know, I guess, you know, Patrick Dorisman fist fight him, uh, beat him up, you know, yes. with his hand, and so uh, the undercover cop pull out his gun, and, you know, uh, guns start blazing. And, you know, that's uh, what happened uh, to him. So, you, you know, we my heart goes out to, you, you know, not only the uh, victims of judicial fraud, yes. but the African-American men who also wear the badge but has been uh, victims of judicial fraud. And, and you know, one thing that uh, I am very proud of, you know, being the co-host of the uh, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy uh, blog talk radio show, because this is Internet uh, radio, uh, you and I, uh, Wendy, have more freedom to expose, you know, yes. God's ugly truth. Yes. You know, and, you know, my promise to you and uh, from uh, Wendy, Lardy, Miss Clardy, we'll never sugarcoat the uh, facts. We sure won't. We'll never sugarcoat the uh, uh, information. And, and, you know, the, the information we get, you know, from the uh, big-time mainstream uh, news websites, just because we read these stories to you from the website doesn't mean that you're going to actually see it on uh, CNN.com or BET.com. Because right. keep in mind, BET's news brief that uh, only comes on after 106 in Park, and it's a and it's a brief 30-second uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, news brief. You know they don't have that 30-minute news like they used to with uh, Ed Gordon and uh, Jackie Reed uh, yeah. uh, back in the day. But, right. you know, it is important, you know, that we must stay informed and, you know, that we must expose uh, this guy's ugly truth. And, 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 you know, if it means it's keeping us from, you know, getting a job, then so be it. We can find a way to create our own uh, employment. That's and, right. And, you know, be our own bosses. Uh, there are, you, you know, plenty of opportunities for uh, uh, entrepreneurs ship so well uh, somewhere. And uh, my heart also goes out, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, to all the African Americans who uh, can't get a job even though they have a college education. And a lot of times they'll get passed over for a Caucasian with a criminal record and no education. I mean, so we... We see the uh, uh, ju- judicial fraud, and, 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 you know, people need to understand this importance, uh, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy. And, and, you know, this is just coming from me, Brother Blondie, personally, and I'll uh, speak more of it uh, sometime maybe the end of this month or, or the beginning of uh, uh, July, and I guarantee you that uh, uh, Wendy Clardy will uh, – do a two-hour show on how James Jones Jr. became the activist known as Brother Blondie. You know, I will spill all my guts out, and we'll let you know that one thing, I'll give you one preview um, about the uh, story, that uh, the show that we will do on me, uh, way before Family Victims of Fraud, 
way before Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, way before Street Soldiers, and way before uh, uh, Straight Talk Live slash Express Yourself. Yours truly, Brother Blondie, has always stood up, has always uh, spoke out, and always uh, uh, stand up, speak up, and speak out uh, against fraud, whether it's judicial, whether it's employment. You you know, I have a lot of haters. They don't uh, like the fact what I say, what I say. Uh, uh, I got co-workers, landlords uh, telling me that I'm uh, too political. And, you know, my response to that, Lardy Miss Clardy, is, so what? And, yeah, that's what and, I you, say. You're not going to shut me up. You're not going to keep me quiet. Uh, you're not going to tarnish me. You can't shame me. There, there's nothing you can say about me that I haven't uh, heard before. I don't care if you don't like me. I'm going to continue to be me. Brother Blondie's going to be Brother Blondie. And don't let my blonde hair fool you. I'm as real as it comes. You you, you know, I like to be uh, who, who I want to be. And, and, you know, and I'm proof, Lardy Miss Clardy, that you can't always judge a book by its cover. Amen to that. And you know that's right. So we're here to, we're here making it real to you. We're coming real with you. And, you know, and we're coming with who we are and what we got to give in order to bring awareness to you and do it in a real way, although that it may be blog talkish as it seemed to be because we are on blog talk radio show, but nevertheless, we're keeping it real. And so, again, we're going to have this information back out for next week about being falsely accused and being victimized by the court system. We're going to talk about this again next week, and I will be on next Next week, God given that don't nothing else happen because it just seems as though that every time I try to get something good going on, it seems like some kind of tragedy. So I'm going to try my best with God's help that I will be back on this show next week to bring this same information on have you been falsely accused by an accuser and went to court and got victimized by the court system. And or do you think that the court system protects false accusers and victimize the innocent because they have proof that the accuser was lying? And this is the conversation we're going to have for next week. This should be a very good next week's show. So if you're out there listening to this show, please stay tuned for next week. And God, given that don't nothing else happen, I will be back to, uh, to elaborate <laughs> more on the show. Okay, on this issue as well. So, again, thank you very much for listening to the Lardy Miss Cordy Blog Talk Radio Show. And um, I want to give one last shout-out, which is going to be Mr. Walter D. Smith uh, from Power 107.5. That, will, that is, from the, uh, uh, is from Street Soldiers. He's going to be, be joining us sometime soon. So that's something to look out for and look forward to because we're talking about 107.5 Street Soldiers, Walter D. Smith, and he will be coming to discuss on issues of court system victimization. Now, that's a soldier for real. So, you know, we, we're going to have some, some guests that's going to uh, – 
uh, uh, tweak you, you know, and tweak your interest to get on here and listen and perhaps give your your views or whatever. So don't forget to call in to uh, 3475-884-8684 and share your views, okay? And we will be back. I thank you very much for listening to the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio Show and Brother Blondie, last words to say. Oh, one more quick note for those who live in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, just a reminder that tomorrow afternoon at uh, 3 o'clock is our Black Anti-Defamation Council meeting at 899 East Broad Street, Columbus, Ohio. That will be at uh, 3 o'clock uh, tomorrow. And also, one of the reasons why... Uh, Lordy, Miss Carly, I I know we uh, be, be back on next Saturday because I see that Kobe Bryant game face that you that that, <laughs> that you got. You need uh, okay. you, you you know what I'm saying. And uh, don't forget Monday, June eighth, a peaceful protest march, which will start at Mount Vernon Avenue and Seventeenth Street, all the way to City Hall, and it starts at three o'clock. And of course, uh, Barry Etney. Uh, yes. He'll 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 be in the you you know he'll be leading the march as uh, always. Barry Anthony has been there for Edward Hayes family from day one. He's the one who actually witnessed the uh, uh, Edward Hayes uh, shooting. And that's all from yours truly, Brother Blondie, telling everybody uh, a good night and have a nice week. God bless you. We love you. Stay tuned for next week. Love from Lardy Miss Clardy. Have a good evening. Listen, girl. Don't you hold on to me for the things that I've got. You hear? I'm a lion, 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 I'